And what that taught me is once you have a certain standard for the product that you're putting out, you can't study for a C, right, in a pass-fail course. So I think that is a really great real-life example of what professionals strive to do. Hi, welcome to another episode of Bakhtari MD. As you know, this year we've been doing Crash CEO School where we give you all the skills you need to become an amazing leader in your organization. Today I want to talk about a very broad topic that sometimes is misunderstood or people maybe not really think about it, which is what it is to be a professional. I think a lot of people feel that professionals are just athletes or people who've gone to medical school or who have uh, become a violinist or what have you. But professional is actually a stature that anyone in any field could achieve by adopting the same traits that we expect in a professional athlete, uh, in a professional singer, anyone who is considered a professional. um, That really resonates with people. And at the end of it, it really means something. So you probably would not expect, you know, a basketball player to show up an hour late for a game. You wouldn't expect someone who's putting on a concert uh, to forget what night the concert was. And so while we don't really talk about it, being a professional means a set of standards that would apply no matter what field you're in, whether you own a landscaping business, whether you have a moving company, whether you run a pawn shop, it doesn't really matter. The fact that being a professional is something that anyone can be in any field is means that you have to strive for it, even if you feel that the industry you're in or the work you're doing doesn't really call out for the person to be a professional. Professional label or status is given to someone who upholds a certain standard. And we're going to talk about that. What is it about being a professional that's very obvious and people recognize it when they see it, but it's not always clearly defined, right? So if I'm a young person and I want to strive to be a professional in, in whatever I'm in, I'm starting to do or whatever business I've started, what does that mean uh, that I'm going to hold myself out as a pro in this industry? Well, you know, let's, let's break it down a little bit. Let's get it a little bit granular. And I think we can get to the core of what a professional looks like and what it takes to be a professional. Because at the end of the day, if you are a pro in your industry, whatever it may be, your chances of succeeding are going to be significantly higher, not only in the eyes of your clients, your customers, but even the people you bring onto their organization. Uh, I, I don't think it's any secret that People take pride in their organization if it's run professionally, if there are pros at the helm of it. Uh, you can only imagine what that does to um, the overall morale of staff, customers, everyone. So there is something very important about achieving this status that you, your company, are professional. Like I said, even if it involves something that maybe traditionally people, you know, 
might not feel like driving an Uber is really a profession, but it is. And what you will find is no matter what industry you're in, even in that industry, when you see a pro, you will know it, right? It's gonna hit you over the head. So let's go over it. To get granular, the first thing that people associate with being a professional is competence, right? Because you could have everything else, but if you're not competent in what you're doing and that shows, there's no way you can sort of get the professional label, right? So professional means you've been in the industry, you understand it. Now, I understand some people are getting into a field, so technically you may not be a pro yet, but you're on the road to being a professional, and that should be the goal, where you have a really amazing handle on what you're doing and your competence level is through the roof. The main thing about professionals and competence is no matter where they are in that learning curve, to become an expert in their industry. The one trait is no matter where they are on the learning curve, that they're striving for more, right? So someone who may not be as professional may get a certain level of competency. You know, you may take a course, you may spend one year, you know, uh, shadowing someone, but, at the, but then you kind of stop. And I think this is one of those traits that's pretty obvious to see versus someone who's always striving to get to the next level. And it's sort of an intangible, but for whatever reason, people seem to recognize someone who is striving to continue to become more and more competent. So competency and being a professional are tied you know, hand in hand, right? If you, let's take sports, and we'll do a lot of sports analogy because I think everyone can relate to it. If um, someone is not a great, great basketball player, they simply will not become a pro in the NBA. No matter how many of these other traits we talk about that you may have, at, at, at its core, you have to be competent at what you do and often very competent. So you can't substitute other traits for being you know, the Michael Jordan ideally of what you're, you're trying to do. And even if you're not Michael Jordan, you should certainly have that as a goal to be the best. So in terms of competency, it's there. And the ones that are competent are always striving for a higher level. They never pause and say, okay, I think I got enough of it. They're always learning, going to conferences, trying to grow, talking to other people in the industry. You can see that. When someone is really at the top of their game, but they're still going to conferences, looking out for more advice, reading, uh, and reaching out to other people so they themselves can get even better, first real mark of a pro. Competency and this drive to always be getting better. The second thing that is really important is reliance and dependability. If people can't rely on you, if you're not dependable, one day you say one thing and the next day you say another, or you're late, or you have excuses for this and that, I think what happens is that even though you may be ultra competent, if they can't count on you, right? I mean, if LeBron James would show up late to a third of all his basketball games, it wouldn't really matter how good he is. He probably wouldn't be in the NBA. And that's an exaggeration. But you see that if you don't have reliability and dependency, that it will jeopardize even your competence. So you need competence, but then let's add the other missing ingredients, which is number one, reliability and dependence. The next one is ethics and honesty. 
And by that, I really mean, you know, you want to deal to deal with people fairly, right? You you want to um, do the right thing in the right situations. Uh, often you'll see when you're dealing with someone who's very competent, but also is very fair, right? They're not. They don't try to take advantage of a situation. They're not going to exaggerate if something is this way or that way. They're going. They're going to focus on being straightforward and direct. And I think that complements the competency, right? So if you have competency uh, without the reliability, without the dependency, and then there's an issue in terms of dealing with people fairly, uh, because that can undermine your professionalism. Today, we have a bulletproof system that helps us close up to 80% of those inbound calls. Our high converting call class will teach you how to demonstrate your authority quickly without being pushy. We believe that many businesses out there can benefit from this. And we promise to help you achieve your revenue goals by converting more of your incoming calls into actual sales. For more information, please visit our website at highconvertingcallclass.com. Stop waiting for the sales to come to you. Put your revenue into your hands. The next one is compassion and empathy. Um, what you will see running through every true professional is empathy, compassion, and enthusiasm for clients, for colleagues, for other people in the industry. You know, I have one friend of mine who is a big giant in his industry, but you know, one of, besides knowing them more than anyone else in that industry, he will answer anyone's phone call and help anybody, give advice to anybody. Uh, and without any expectation of anything in return. Uh, that, along with his competency and, and knowledge base, you know, makes him the real authority in this industry because not only does he have all this information, but his ability to have compassion, empathy for people in the industry, for people in his organization, for his clients, elevate his stature as a professional. The next one is probably, even though it's, down the list is probably one of the most important, which is striving for putting out your best product, right? I think people who are not professional, the the kind of product they put out may vary from day to day or month to month or uh, if there's a personal crisis in, in their lives. One of the best examples I like to give of this is you rarely, rarely see, a, let's say, a professional athlete who had a fight with their spouse the night before. It, it's possible, but you rarely you know, see that impacting their uh, performance, whether it's a male or female, whatever. Or you know, let's say they um, were involved in a bad business deal the day before, or they got some bad news. By and large, rarely do you look at someone on stage or a, a, an athlete on TV and say, oh, wow, look, he must have had a bad day yesterday or uh, you know, something must be going on with him. So what does that tell you then if you can like, you know, say that about your accountant, right? If you go in a meeting with your accountant and he's a little off and you're like, wow. Um, and then you find out something's going on with, uh, you know, your, uh, your TV repair guy or your whatever. The point is, what is going on in their lives? I mean, everyone's human. I'm not saying if something tragic happens, it won't impact the person. But I'm talking about the ups and downs of daily lives, not the sort of 
once every 10-year life events, which is horrible. But the regular ups and downs of daily living, you know, getting a ticket in the morning when you drive to work, whatever it is, those kind of things, when it comes to a professional, has minimal to no impact on the product they put out. Doesn't mean they're not thinking about it. Doesn't mean whatever. They're human. We're all human. But the the ability to have those things impact, meaning what's going on necessarily, uh, what's going on in their personal lives or other aspects of their lives, impacting uh, the product they put out. And in fact, there are some people where if they feel they can't put out their A game because of what's going on, often, well, you know, they'll take a break or take a week off, whatever, because they're so, so ingrained to only being able to put out one product. You know, it's interesting. I was trying to think of an example where this applied to me. And actually, one of the most glaring ones that I recall was when I was in college, in my last semester of college. Uh, I was given an opportunity to take a course pass-fail. So I figured, well, wow, an opportunity to take a class for pass-fail. So I'm going to take this really hard advanced biology class, but I'm not going to have to work that hard because it's pass-fail. So all I have to do is study for a C, I'll pass, and I'll be able to take it easy in this course. So what was interesting is so I started the course saying, okay, Let's study for a C, right? And I'll I'll be able to kick back. But you know what's interesting? I couldn't calibrate what a C looked like, right? Because I, I was trying to get A's in college. And so I didn't know how to study for a C. And I tried. I really tried my best to study only to get a C or B minus, whatever. And what was interesting is I took the final and I got it back and you know, I, I got an A. And what that taught me is once you have a certain standard for the product that you're putting out, you can't study for a C, right, in a pass-fail course. So I think that is a really great real-life example of what professionals strive to do. They don't have another product, right? They don't have multiple gears that they're going to put out. And you know, you see this in sometimes with people who are not professional. Like, well, that client is only paying me this. So I'm going to, you know, give him the product, but I'm not going to give him the product. Or, you know, uh, usually when I do this, I don't get much credit. The credit goes somewhere else. I'm not going to put out the product. Or sometimes it's just even gratitude. No one's even going to know I put out this level of whatever. So, who cares? Like nobody will ever know. So let me give my B product or my C product. Uh, and then something that's just the circumstances, you know, like this is really not a valuable client or we're, we're doing this uh, for free anyway. So if you know people that can put out a different product, depending on the circumstances, you know, that tells you in the area of being a professional that they probably have some room for improvement. So the real pros do not have multiple gears and put out product depending on circumstances. Okay, well, thank you so much. Listen, if you liked this kind of content, please comment, like, and subscribe. Uh, if you have your own definition of being a professional, please leave it in the comments section. Uh, if you think I missed something or if you want to add something, feel free. I'm more than happy to address those comments. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye.